Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC Studios, I'm Brian Lehrer. This is my Daily Politics Podcast. It's Tuesday, October 25th. Terrorist threats to election workers themselves and attempts to physically intimidate people from voting in person or as they drop their ballots in drop boxes or attempts to sabotage the election procedures. We'll also touch again today because it's related on the possibility that election results won't be certified in some places if Democrats win. This is especially salient in some key swing states where Republicans control the legislature. Our guest today is Washington Post columnist Dana Milbank, whose latest column focuses on one state in particular as one to watch for the potential of some of these problems. The column is called, in Nevada, Election Deniers Prepare to Sabotage the Midterms. He also has a book out now called The Destructionists, The 25-Year Crack-Up of the Republican Party. Dana, always good to have you on the show. Welcome back to WNYC. Thanks, Brian. Great to be with you. Starting right in on the threats to poll workers and other election officials, your column says the election supervisors in 10 of Nevada's 17 counties have already quit, been forced out, or announced departures, and lower-level election workers have quit in the face of consistent abuse. Who's leaving those jobs and why? Uh, well, a lot of people are leaving those jobs, as you indicated. And if you look at the uh, state level in Nevada of the 12 uh, uh, state uh, election workers, uh, eight uh, have departed. Uh, it gives you a real sense uh, of what's happening there. And a lot of this is because they just don't want the grief anymore. They're getting a lot of abuse uh, from the community. For example, uh, the uh, top election official in uh, Washoe County, which is Reno, Nevada, uh, quit. Uh, uh, she was being harassed. She felt her, uh, her family was in danger, um, uh, being uh, accused of uh, fraud, being accused of being an addict. Uh, the whole campaign was led against her by a, uh, a wealthy fellow out there uh, in Reno. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we're seeing this um, happen uh, across the board. And in many cases, uh, the officials are being replaced by uh, election deniers. In one county in Nevada, uh, the new top election official actually was one of the fake electors uh, for Donald Trump uh, in 2020. Huh. Uh, and we're seeing them, you know, sort of uh, assault the whole uh, system of voting, discrediting machines, saying we're going to uh, hand counts, we're going to do paper balloting uh, without uh, procedures and methods in place to do this. So we're looking at a whole lot of chaos, a whole lot of delay, uh, the potential to not to meet the, their statutory deadlines, which means elections may not get certified, which could throw everything to the, the courts and the state legislature. So we don't know for sure what will happen, but it sure it looks like a recipe for a big mess. Let me follow up on that Reno case you just cited. Um, you wrote in your article an anti-Semitic conspiracy theorist, and you just said that led a harassment campaign against the registrar of voters accusing, accusing her of treason, among other things, and she quit for her family's safety. Do you, do you know if that election registrar was Jewish? Was that part of it? Uh, no, I think I think the anti-Semitic piece was just a part of the uh, the guy's overall shtick. But no, he was. Uh, uh, I mean, there's plenty of hatred directed behind uh, what he has done. But uh, uh, it, it was is a more general uh, election denial thing. 
uh, you know, and Brian, this has real consequences. Now, what's happened in Washoe County since then, you know, they lost their top election official, have lost other officials. The county sends out a sample ballot. It has four separate errors on it. It has a contest in there that's not supposed to be in there. Somebody's name is left off. Something is misspelled. Uh, and this is what happens when you, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's in this case, not deliberate sabotage, but when you've lost the people who are competent at running elections, there's going to be a mess. So, uh, you know, I, I had, didn't hear a lot of people saying they expect uh, that all of this is uh, is about inducing fraud in the election. It's about inducing chaos into the election, right. which, uh, which will uh, instill doubts in the electorate about the outcome. And to stay on the physical threats to the poll workers, to put that in national context, that Nevada example that you gave. There's been a lot of reporting by now of threats to poll workers in different states. For example, an article on Reuters last October was called Trump-inspired death threats are terrorizing election workers. And it starts with this. Election officials and their families are living with threats of hanging, firing squads, torture, and bomb blasts, interviews and documents reveal. The campaign of fear, sparked by Trump's voter fraud falsehoods, threatens the U.S. electoral system. Then it gives the first example in the piece. Late on the night of April 24th, the wife of Georgia's top election official got a chilling text message. You and your family will be killed very slowly. So my question for you is, do you agree with the premise of that Reuters story that these threats of violence against poll workers threaten not just them, but the U.S. electoral system? Well, yes, that's, and that's exactly the point. Uh, it's that uh, it drives these people uh, to quit, to want to get out, and you know you can hardly blame them. Why, you know, why put yourself through such abuse? You can, you know, work in the, in the private sector, uh, take your skills somewhere else, but it leaves the rest of us uh, in a whole mess here because who are they being replaced with? At best, they're being replaced with people who are not as competent, not as experienced uh, at doing this. Uh, at worst, they're being replaced by uh, people who are themselves election deniers uh, or are interested in um, discrediting uh, the election. You know, I've, I went to Nye County, uh, Nevada, the, uh, the uh, clerk who had been in charge of elections there for more than two decades uh, was uh, also a Republican, like the Secretary of State uh, in Nevada, a Republican, uh, stood by the results of the election and was just hounded and hounded and finally said, I'm out of here. Uh, and, uh, and sure enough, replaced by a guy uh, who has uh, you know, denied the results of the 2020 uh, election, has talked about all kinds of conspiracy theories involving George Soros and others, uh, and is running this secretive process that is still, he's still putting it together on the fly, even though uh, early voting has already begun. And I want to play one minute from the January 6th committee hearings, which I think is um, a stretch of the hearings that's worth keeping in mind as early voting has already begun in many states and as we approach election day itself. It was the chilling story of two election workers in Georgia, a mother and a daughter, Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss, who were falsely accused of all kinds of shenanigans and then wound up getting threats themselves. This is a one-minute clip of Shay Moss with Congressman Adam Schiff. And I went to that icon, and it was just a lot of horrible things there. And those horrible things, did they include threats? Yes, a, a lot of threats. Um, 
wishing death upon me, um, telling me that you know I'm I'll be in jail with my mother, and saying things like, "Be glad it's 2020 and not 1920." That's yeah. Were, were a lot of these threats and and vile comments racist in nature? A lot of them were racist. A lot of them were just hateful. Um, but yes, sir. In one of the videos we just watched, Mr. Giuliani accused you and your mother of passing some sort of USB drive to each other. Uh, what was your mom actually handing you on that video? A ginger mint. Ginger mint. Who can forget that ginger mint <laughs> moment from the January 6th hearing? But it's a chilling example of why a lot of people like the Freeman Moss family, may not volunteer or, or take paid jobs even to be uh, poll workers this year, right? That's right, and that's what I was finding in Nevada too. That uh, they were uh, they were having some difficulty getting enough volunteers to do this. Uh, we've heard in Michigan there's a concern about rogue poll workers. You know that uh, people volunteering to do this, or perhaps even being hired as uh, uh, a staff to do this, but who are uh, interested in sabotaging uh, the election. You know, in Nevada, the Republican nominee for uh, Secretary of State who will oversee the election, this guy Jim Marchant, he. Uh, uh, as part of a group nationally of uh, election deniers trying uh, to gain office. At the county I visited uh, in Nevada, he was offering uh, to bring in his people, people from his group, to run the election. So it's sort of like uh, uh, in, in place of the, the ordinary people who would be volunteering or would be hired to run elections, he's uh, willing to bring in people from uh, uh, his group, which is devoted to uh, election denial to run the election. <laughs> so uh, you, you can see where, you know, the, the loss of the uh, longtime staff to threats like that that you just played uh, and, and the potential replacement uh, by people who may not have free and fair elections as their top priority. You can see why that's concerning. And listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Washington Post columnist Dana Milbank about physical threats to election workers and threats to the election procedures in this election cycle, which might sow chaos from election day on forward. I, I, I see you also went to a place called Pahrump, Nevada, and staked out a county clerk named Mark Kampf, who you describe as an election conspiracy theorist who is both running for office and administering the election. Tell us about your encounter with Mr. Kampf from Pahrump. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of a lot of wordplay to be had there, but uh, uh, it's quite a, quite a serious matter. Uh, this is uh, the one who replaced the uh, election, uh, the county clerk, the election overseer, a Republican who had been there for more than a couple of decades. Uh, he was going to run to uh, replace her anyway, and then was just appointed by the county commission. Uh, and this is what led the uh, clerk to quit uh, in the first place. The county commission basically uh, agreeing with. Jim Marchant, this uh, Secretary of State candidate uh, I mentioned, uh, to say, yeah, let's get rid of the voting machines. Let's move towards all paper ballots and all uh, uh, hand counting. Uh, so, I mean, it's not illegal uh, for him to be on the ballot in the election that he ad administers. I mean, that's, that is his job. The real question there is, you know how he 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 was when I staked him out because he wasn't he wasn't willing to return my emails or my calls. He was still uh, just last week making changes to his election procedures, even as early 
voting began. So, you know, how can you conduct an election when you're changing uh, the rules on the fly? Uh, you know, that's uh, that's the real concern. It's it's not so much that uh, uh, he will put his thumb on the scale in some way, but that through you know incompetence or a lack of uh, uh, manpower, they just won't be able to get uh, the counting done in time. County commission, therefore, uh, may not be able to certify uh, the vote or will refuse to certify the vote. And under Nevada law, uh, if that sort of thing happens, the, the courts can't revolve, resolve it. It actually goes to the state legislature. They can just decide to throw out the vote and appoint whoever they want to the, uh, the state assembly uh, or even uh, in the governor's race. Now, uh, hopefully it won't come to that sort of thing. But when you uh, you know welcome such chaos into the process, when you're basically making up the rules as you go along, you're certainly asking for trouble. So you report four counties will have paper ballots counted by hand in Nevada. Is that so threatening? Maybe listeners are thinking, weren't elections run that way until the fairly modern era of voting machine technology? And wouldn't that be the gold standard, voting by paper ballot and counting those ballots by hand? Well, it, there's nothing wrong uh, necessarily uh, with paper balloting. They definitely have higher error rates. And of course, before we had electronic voting machines, we had other types of voting machines. So as I said, they're in a way taking us back to the 19th century. We definitely know that it would be a lot slower. Uh, and we definitely know it's, it's prone to higher error rates. But look, if you had a larger uh, amount of resources being poured into the election, you had a, a large force of trained uh, volunteers and staff who were going to handle the counting. Well, yes, you could do that. Uh, you know, these four counties are doing it to varying degrees. They're not, uh, you know, all going as, as far as Nye County is going. Uh, and you know, one of the counties is tiny. They're only going to get a couple of hundred votes. So it's not really that hard to count things uh, by hand there. But if you've got a, a large county, uh, and you don't have procedures and trained staff in place, uh, that's uh, where the chaos comes. So it's not inherently from the problem of uh, uh, paper balloting, although that does have some problems. It's doing it without the necessary procedures and training in place so that you actually may not be able to get it done. Yeah, and to put this back into national context, you quote an official of a voting rights group, who sees Nevada as part of a proliferation nationwide of efforts to create chaos in our election system in the service of undermining confidence in the election results. And I think that's the real takeaway you're trying to get at in your piece. Really interesting because they claim to be making these revisions in pursuit of trust in elections, like with paper ballots. Uh, but you're saying the goal is to create ca uh, chaos, and you even use the word sabotage as the goal in terms of the trust that people have in the election results. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. And even if we don't impute motive and say it's their goal, it's certainly going to be the result uh, uh, of creating uh, chaos. Um, you know, uh, uh, the the clerk in Nye County, we just talked about uh, Mark Kampf, he said the whole purpose of switching to uh, paper balloting, hand counting, is to introduce uh, transparency into the process. Well, there's no transparency in the process now because the procedures keep getting written and rewritten. He couldn't uh, do a run-through of the voting systems with me because they simply weren't uh, ready to do it. He couldn't even talk to me about it. And he said he wants to be transparent. Maybe he does, uh, but this is about as, as opaque uh, as 
you can get. Uh, so yeah, it is this you know sort of death by a thousand cuts uh, around the country, uh, mass challenges to uh, individual voter registrations. We've particularly seen that uh, in Georgia, uh, the potential for uh, people carrying guns to polling places, the uh, uh, the use of uh, election. Uh, police forces like Ron DeSantis has in Florida uh, that intimidates uh, voters. We've already seen uh, a round of arrests just before uh, the primaries, the potential for uh, rogue poll workers, and then all around the country, uh, the, uh, the loss of skilled election workers uh, replaced by people who either don't know what they're doing or uh, do not have free and fair elections at heart. And to bring it full circle, to finish up, full circle to where we started on the physical threats to election workers, this comes from NBC News, which reports that threats to election workers are considered such a real possibility in Georgia that they've unveiled a dedicated text message number for election workers to report potential danger. It says the system will allow poll workers to report threats by text message to a five-digit number that will notify law enforcement and county election officials. Uh, I hope that's enough to get enough workers to do the job, um, but it's an example of why there might not be enough uh, poll workers if that's the environment that, that they have to work in. Yeah, I mean, when you uh, introduce uh, violence and intimidation into a, a democratic society that, that's based on the rule of law, this is the sort of thing that happens. Uh, you don't actually need widespread violence to cause uh, dramatic effects and uh, uh, deteriorate our ability to uh, follow the rule of law. Washington Post columnist Dana Milbank his recent book is called The Destructionists, The 25-Year Crack-Up of the Republican Party. And his recent column that we've been discussing is called In Nevada, Election Deniers Prepare to Sabotage the Midterms. Dana, thanks always. Thanks very much, Brian. Brian Lehrer, A Daily Politics Podcast, is an excerpt from my live daily radio show, The Brian Lehrer Show, on WNYC Radio, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, if you want to listen live at WNYC.org. Thanks for listening today. Talk to you next time.